0: What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm going to tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results, and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make AMO work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that rah rah shish tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, AMO shows you how to design profitable ads step-by-step through a unique, never-before-tested formula. The founder, Steve Piper is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they want to read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery of not knowing who's reading your books, of losing 50 to 70% of the hard earned money you make through book sales, Ammo solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readerships. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. It has been a week since I left for Cincinnati to do the Cincinnati Comic Expo, also called Comic-Con. That's right. And I can't tell you all of the different ways that the experience changed my life. So not even sure if my premier guest, my first guest of all time, Mr. Sean Black listens to the podcast anymore. But if he does, I want to give him a public shout out for allowing me to lay my head on a little bed in Kentucky, basically 12 minutes from the Comic Expo. I spent a grand total of 14 minutes with him. Uh, 13 of those minutes happened the first night that I got to Cincinnati on Friday. He welcomed me into a house he just bought and made sure I was comfortable, smoked a joint, offered me some. I didn't take up. That's okay. I occasionally do partake just on this occasion. I didn't. This is TRBM, a podcast for authors who are serious about earning a full-time living selling books to readers. I'm the host, Jody J. Sperling, and each episode, I'll share with you practical tips on marketing and selling your books. And I won't hold anything back. Sometimes I fail. Every time I do, you'll know it. Sometimes I succeed. And when I do, I'll give you my step-by-step replay so you can succeed too. Thanks for listening. was so, so fun. And I'm really grateful to Sean for opening up the house that he had bought. Uh, his brother is living in the house that he bought. His brother looks nothing like him. Uh, they, I guess you could tell that they resemble each other, but that's about it. They're really different folks. And so I'm also thankful to his brother, whose name I forget. That's how little time I spent with Sean and his brother. So thank you, truly, in this world. When you open your arms and just need things to work out, things do happen to work out. Y'all have been listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, and so you know that uh, I have been neck deep in the law of attraction. It's been a fascination of mine for many months. Dr. Tara Swart-Bieber would be the scientist that I enjoy, but I also uh, read The Secret and Bob Proctor uh so so many other people since my friend John came into town and his girlfriend Jessica suggested that I was in my own way that has proved truer than I could have ever guessed yeah I'm in my own way I'm in my own way right now and that is the shape and the size of today's podcast is that despite our best efforts sometimes even though we want to do things differently we just step right in our own way we trip ourselves up we make the journey harder and that's what i'm doing that's what i'm doing uh yesterday wednesday and today for me is friday you'll be hearing this of course on monday you get in your own way you Make choices that hinder you, that drag you down, ball and chain, and you crawl along the ground. It happens. I wish that I came into this conversation with the antidote to this problem, because if you're going to spend time listening to a podcast, you should better get something out of it. I hope what you get today is that occasionally we stumble. Occasionally, we stumble, and I am willing to be public about the fact that I am stumbling right now. I'm not doing the things I need to do. I was for weeks and weeks, almost a month, and then yesterday, I let the day beat me. I let the day beat me yesterday, and it walked me into today, and I'm letting today beat me, and I'm recording this podcast in a state of beatenness, but I actually might talk myself out of it right now. I might talk myself out of beatenness right now. It's a feeling. It's not a reality. At 1.15 this morning, I sold some books to a person that I obviously cannot tell you their name. Joyce, first name. That's all you did. <laughs> so nothing exterior has changed. But my heart has changed. My heart feels defeated. I want to ask you the question... Would you rather be whole or successful? Of course, we want to be both. That's what we're striving toward. But would you rather be whole or successful if you could only have one or the other? You might be listening right now and you're saying, if I'm whole, I am successful, and you'd be right. But I'm asking in terms of Johnny Depp, um, I'm asking in terms of any person who has burned so hard and so hot that... They accomplished great things at the expense of their soul. Hunter Thompson, F. Scott Fitzgerald, David Foster Wallace. It's starting to look more like Stephen King is that as well. And what I want to know is, can you do something great without sacrificing your soul? It takes energy and effort and pizzazz to do this thing. Sometimes... The energy and the effort and the pizzazz feels like it burns down right to your fingertips. I used to smoke cigarettes. It's been a long time. Um, I quit smoking cigarettes in 2011, I believe. 2012. 2012. 2013. I'll call it 2013, (laughs) just in case. Uh, I was living in Spokane. I was getting my grad degree. Uh, Silas was a young boy. Walking, but, you know talking, not old enough to be really doing a lot. And I recognized that I wanted for him to make his own choice. At that time in my life, I didn't particularly care if he smoked when he grew up, but I wanted him to make his own choice. I didn't want him to react to me. So, uh, our next door neighbor, the apartment complex we lived in. And now time for a little ad break. Have you ever heard of the Luke and Time Mysteries? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have. The host is also the author. The Luke in Time mysteries are for anybody who likes a little R-rated action with a bit of magic, as well as characters who do incredibly unlikely things, such as drink two gallons of bourbon in a single sitting. It's local. It's place-driven. It's voicey. It's hard-boiled. And where does all of Lyle's food come from? Find out these details and more. When you buy the Luke and time mysteries, click the link in the show notes and we have every format available. Don't miss your chance to get a 60% discount just for being a podcast listener. Now back to the show. She was uh, a vapor and she told me about this place in Spokane. I can see the logo, but I can't actually summon the words to my brain right now. If I do, I'll just shout it out. She told me to go there. She told me to go there and to get set up with uh, a mod So, what they're called. It's an e-cigarette where you can put the liquid, whatever. Uh, And I did. I went. I got it. Still had some cigarettes. At that time, my plan was kind of to, you know, be like a uh, both smoker and an (laughs) e-smoker. So I got those and I started vaping. One of the nice things about vaping was that my wife would let me vape in the house. I could vape wherever I wanted. So I could vape the whole time I was reading. I could vape the whole time I was watching a football game or a baseball game, whatever I was doing. I liked that. And so it made vaping really easy. Uh, I went through some, some, some time where I thought that my wife was really proud of me for quitting smoking. And so I started hiding if I would ever smoke a cigarette. Still pretty convinced she actually knew I was doing it and just didn't say anything. But either way, I would go out on work trips. I used to drive for my work trips all over the inland Northwest selling sunglasses and more gloves and apparel of different sorts, t-shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff. And occasionally I would buy loose tobacco uh, and filters and I would, I would uh, pack those cigarettes up and I would smoke them when I was not at home. And I would come home and uh, I would roll the windows down in the car I would make sure that I was well aired out so that I didn't smell like smoke, or at least that's what I thought in my brain. And uh, I would think, fucking loser. God, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. That's what I would think. I would think you're such a loser. You can't beat this habit and you're trying to hide it. But here I am. I am here a decade and change later, non-smoker, because I just kept working at it. I kept working at it, and then there was a day right before the pandemic where my wife and I had been doing some fasting, sort of something that I really loved for a period of time. I'm the one who researched it. She still does it. I haven't fasted in a very long time. Well, very long as a relative. I haven't fasted in quite a while. She continually fasts at the beginning of weeks to lose weight. She's losing uh, a good amount of weight. She looks amazing. You know, discipline does that. To us. It's not about our bodies. It's about our hearts. It's about our minds. And our mind is fully engaged right now. And so her body shows that. Um there was a day right in the middle of the pandemic. We were working from home and we were gonna fast. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna give it my best shot. I'm gonna see how long I can go. I, I really had no intent necessarily of quitting smoking, like vaping the whole thing, the all of it But I also did think that I'm gonna give it a shot and see what happens. So it was was both. It was like, if I do, I do, if I don't, at least I will not have like vaped. Let me give a little more context too, because I think that there's something in this. I actually believe, and I don't know if this is true, you can comment if you uh, follow me on Substack or or anywhere else, um, that the fluid in vaping has calories. (laughs) So I didn't want to take in any calories. And I just thought I'll be completely calorie free, free, (laughs) free, calorie free. And then we'll see where it goes. Day, two days, three days, four days, sitting in my chair, no vaping. I think it was around day four that I knew I had quit, Like I just knew at day four, I knew I was done. And uh, so I'm waiting for Ashley, to notice and to give me some props, babe, come on. Tell me how proud you are of me. Cause smoking is according to everything. I know the most addictive thing out there. That's right. I quit and I have never gone back. I had a cigarette with my mom. Who's a lifelong smoker. When my sister was in the hospital, I think, uh, Strangely enough, and this was while I was still vaping, but um, I I think that my sister was one of the first people to have COVID before they understood what COVID was. She was in the hospital for, uh, well, she could tell you the exact number of days, but basically longer than a month. She was on a ventilator. She ended up going on ECMO. She almost died. We were going out to visit. My mom had come into town and uh, had dinner with my wife and kids and I. And then we drove down to the hospital and that was the last cigarette that I smoked. So, um, ironically, I smoked a cigarette and then very shortly after that quit vaping and everything all together. And I haven't had anything since then. I can't tell you that I will never. Luke, in my books, she smokes constantly. Like, there's no scene where she's not holding a lit cigarette, pretty much. Um, So maybe she is vicariously dying for me. I don't know. I do know that I miss it. I do. Like, I'm just talking about it this much. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go out right after I quit recording this and uh, grab a pack of cigarettes and light up. Just kidding. But you can comment if you want and be like, don't do it, Jody, because I want more people to follow me on Substack. I want more people to comment on the podcast. I'm trying to build a community that's interactive and that you folks actually speak to me. So I will, as always, have a link to my Substack where you can comment and share your thoughts. I would love to hear. You don't have to leave a writing or review. I want to hear from you. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. This podcast may be the worst thing that I've ever recorded, or it may be the best. I really don't know. What I do know is that I'm doing this because we're all in it together and uh, barely hanging on folks. It's hard. It's really hard. This is personal. It's not business. Like I said, sold books this morning already. We're fine. My heart is heavy. My heart is heavy because I don't feel like a good person. I don't feel like a good person because I have a on again, off again relationship with alcohol when I drink too much. When I was in Cincinnati, uh, I had a moment. There is, uh, you can look it up if you want. It's called Ho'oponopono. Hawaiian, if you couldn't guess. It's just four phrases. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you, Doctor. Who? When? I can't remember his first name, but it's also very Hawaiian. I was listening to the book Joe Vitali wrote it, uh, co-authored with Doctor Hugh Lin. Ho Really, truly changed my life. The whole time I was out there, I just would uh, focus on complete and total responsibility for myself. That is the idea of, oh, you take 100% responsibility. And that is kind of radical. It's radical because it's not just you. It's not just the things you do. It's everything you experience. So um, there's so many examples I could give you. But when I was leaving the comic expo to drive home, it was Sunday, six o'clock. I wanted to get some Chipotle. There was a Chipotle off of the Interstate, 74, I believe. I pulled off, uh, found the Chipotle, parked, went inside, and it was very busy. I meant to make the entire drive from Cincinnati back home without stopping. That was my goal. So when I walked into that Chipotle and it was so busy, I was frustrated. Immediately, I was angry. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was trying to take full responsibility for myself and my frustration but also i could clearly feel the anger in the store people wanted the line to move faster people wanted their burritos quicker and the line was moving slow there was a woman you know older probably in her late 50s early 60s who berated the burrito maker he was a young black boy and i knew as soon as it happened I was responsible for all the hate that I brought into the restroom. The rest, 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 (laughs) restroom. I may edit that out. Probably not though. Restaurant. (laughs) For all of the hate that I brought in there. That was my fault. I infected the entire restaurant with my my frustration and my my, uh, impatience and my need to hurry. And that woman took it out on that boy because of my anger. And I knew, I just knew, like I knew, like I knew that that was my fault and I felt badly. So I love you and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Over and over in my brain. And I I committed to when I got to the front of the line and ordered my dinner, that I was going to give him all of the love I could. I'm not good at this and it wasn't enough. And I was not able to give him the kind of love that broke him free. And I left there feeling this weight, of knowing in my heart what I had done. You're like, I, I don't know how deep we are in this podcast right now, but uh, what does this have to do with selling books? What does this have to do with marketing? Everything. This has everything to do with marketing books. Because if you can take radical responsibility for your own behaviors, things change. I can't tell you right now all the things that change. I do know that uh, for the past month you've been on this journey with me, and you're aware that I've been selling more books than ever. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I I I used to believe that karma was a thing. I used to believe that karma was. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. Even though, well, it was like superstition. Karma was superstition for me. But also I'm recognizing now that there is something in this universe that is kind of like karma. That is kind of that way. That when we choose to love, love comes back to us. And that starts at the root and it grows out from there. So the root is the book. You write the book with love. You write the book with a smile on your face. Before you, uh, okay, let's get this straight. You're going to hear this interview, no, you're going to hear this podcast episode before you hear my interview with Andy J. Pizza. However, I say this with Andy, and it is true. We bring to ourselves what we deserve, and what we deserve is what we bring to ourselves. It's a really hard thing to wrap your brain around. What you want is what you get you get what you want. It's hard to understand that sometimes you want destruction. Sometimes you want pain. Sometimes you want hurt. These last couple of days I've drank too much. Uh I woke up yesterday after having drank too much the day before and thought I'll have a little to drink to kind of even me out so that I can get through the day. That was stupid. Then I drank too much again. So I woke up this morning and kind of made the same decision that they have to so, this is great nothing is wrong nothing is wrong it's only in my head so some of you listening will take pity on me some of you listening will never listen again because I'm not particularly good at this some of you listening will hear me I'm not sure what your thing is but you do it too pretty positive of that you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't that is what i know because none of us here have made it where we want to go um and even when we make it where we want to go none of us here are how we want to be libraries there you go <laughs> this is a library episode now i'll get back to it soon um but honestly, where where libraries are concerned, uh, the reason I'm not doing episodes is I'm not really focusing on it right now. I know that it is important in the grander scheme, but I really have been uh, focused 96% on just writing the books, 4% on marketing with ammo, uh, and then 0% on, on libraries. But yeah, so I think if there's anything else action item-wise that I want to give to you, and I really can't think of anything I can't believe i'm going to release this episode but i'm going to do it i'm going to do it um i'm only going to cut moments of silence you get the rest 100 percent true don't take pity on me i'm not worth pitying i'm really good at what i do and uh i'm approaching revelation every day i hope you do too we'll talk soon